Welcome to the Football Another Efforts presents the Draft Profile Pod of Dylan Radens. We are going to be talking about the second round pick. He was picked at number fifty three overall. He is a offensive tackle from North Dakota, North Dakota State. Easy for me to say. I am here as always, as we will all week, by Mike Herndon at Mike Miracles. Mike, it's a need. But should it have been this high? You alluded to it on the podcast on that we released on Tuesday morning that you think that by the time the 85 had rolled around, it would have been slim pickings. Um, do you think that, you know, someone like Dylan at this pick is worth the value? And was this the correct strategy for them? I, th- I think he was absolutely worth the value. If you look at virtually any draft board, whether it's PFF, Mel Kuyper, Daniel Jeremiah, uh, really any any of the big you know outlets out there, almost all of them had Raiden's ranked in the 30s uh, among o- overall NFL draft pro- prospects. So they're getting him at 53. It's good value right there. And the other thing that stands out about Raiden, especially in this tackle class, because this tackle class was strange, lots of guys with short arms and, and you know the old NFL kind of breaking point with with arm length is 34 inches for whatever reason that's kind of the magic number guys with arms shorter than that just they don't tend to stick at tackle they end up having to move inside to guard and, and play there and Raiden's was one of two uh, of the kind of top group of tackles that actually met the 34 inch arm threshold now he he just barely hits it. I mean, he's right at 34 inches, but longer arms than most of the other players in, in the draft class. And I think, I do think that matters because length on the outside, it just matters because you end up against these edge rushers that like to use that long arm or, or like to be able to get out and, and keep you out of their body. Uh, you know, and, and that length should help Raiden's uh, kind of counteract some of that stuff. So I, I think value wise, I'm perfectly happy with it now. If you want to, you know, say maybe tackle wasn't the biggest need, sure, but tackle is a tough spot to fill uh, at the NFL level. There are very few teams that are really happy with both of their starting tackles. Um, the Titans obviously have one with Taylor Lewan. They attempted to fill this need last year with, with Isaiah Wilson. It failed, and the need was still there. And Kendall Lamb is is okay, and he may end up starting the season at, at right tackle. Um, but you're certainly not looking for Kendall Lamb to be your long-term starter. Uh, and with the Titans left side of the offensive line starting to age, Taylor Lawan will be 30, Rogers have to fold will be 33, Ben Jones will be 32. Uh, you need to start to refresh that group, um, heading into the next few seasons anyways, and getting Raidens who potentially could flip back over to the left side. If something were to happen with Taylor Lawan, uh, unlike Isaiah Wilson, who I think was a right tackle only Raidens could play either side and he could play guard positions too. He's got uh, a lot of versatility in that way. So I think you're taking a guy who gives you a long-term piece and, and that's very important at this point in, in the Titans kind of offensive line life cycle. Uh, he will probably always be compared to for the Tennessee Titans with Terrace Marshall at this point, in, in my opinion, because obviously Terrace Marshall is still on the board. So for this team, do you and I think I know where you're going to go. And I, I think for this team, you're probably going to make the, the say the same thing I would say. Even though I don't agree with the team strategy, I'm just saying that I think 
according to them, for this team. Who would have been – who fits better, him or Terrace Marshall? Who's, who would have made more of an impact for this team for the, over the next four years? I mean, that's a tough question because I, I don't know how good either of those guys are going to be. Um, you know, I guess the question becomes – whether if you say they're the same grade or roughly the same grade, um, you know, what's a more important position, offensive tackle or, or wide receiver. And I think there's varied evidence on that. I mean, there's, there, it's very clear having elite wide receivers helps you tremendously. Just guys that can get open um, for your quarterback and make plays. It, you know, this is a passing league. It, that's, that's what it comes down to. But if you look at the offensive lines, that made it far in the playoffs in, and, and really this goes back to the last few years, you don't see a lot of bad offensive lines uh, that, that make it deep in the playoffs. And at the end of the day, you know, the chiefs in, in the super bowl with all those weapons, with Tyreek Hill, with Travis Kelsey, with all the stuff they surrounded Patrick Mahomes with their undoing was the fact that they could not block Tampa Bay up front and their tackles were a major issue. And, I think at the end of the day, if you can't block, nothing else matters. Literally nothing else matters. You can have the greatest pass catchers of all time on the outside, and it doesn't matter. The Bengals are another example. Had great pass catchers last year. They went, you know, what, I think like 4-11-1 and 11 and one or something like that because they couldn't block anybody up front except for the Titans. <laughs> but – you've got to be able to block and I know right tackle and, or, you know, he, I don't, I don't want to pigeonhole him as a right tackle. Cause like I said, I think he could flip to the left at some point in his career, but uh, tackle in general is not a sexy pick, but it is a foundational piece that you have to have to allow your other guys to be able to make plays and put up stats and numbers and all that stuff. So I, 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 lean towards building through the trenches. That's just the way I am. That's the way I view football. Um, and so for that reason, I'm, I'm happy with what they did uh, getting ratings. Yeah. I think this team values right tackle more than they value wide receiver two slash wide receiver three. So I, I think that this was the correct pick. I kind of find the value to be just a little bit high because Spencer Brown, uh, technically could have been there at 85 and I think yeah, that he would have been he the, is, the guy at 85 yeah. that I'd, I'd have been most interested in so I think that maybe I look at it as Terrace Marshall and Spencer Brown would have been better for this team than Dylan Radunes Radins and Monty Rice slash Des Fitzpatrick you get what I'm saying so yeah yeah and, and saying no, that that's, that's just kind of where I, I lean competition concerns with uh, talk talk to us about any competition concerns you have with Dylan Radins, especially considering that be, they were such a run-heavy team that he has very limited pass-blocking pass experience. So to me, when you're looking at, at that and combine those two things, it could, and technically this can be said for every player that is drafted, but, this, but this, those kind of combinations kind of scare me when it comes to long-term prospects of Dylan Raddins as a NFL right tackle. Um, it's, it's just a little concerning for me. He, he played, so he played in an offense and I think this is part of uh, you know, the reason the Titans were very interested in him too. Uh, he played in an offense in North Dakota state. That's more pro 
ready. And you heard a lot of this talk surrounding the Trey Lance pick too. Um, it's more pro similar than a lot of the bigger college programs at the FBS level. Um, it, you know, North Dakota state specifically, you know, does run the ball quite a bit. They, they run a lot of inside and outside zone. They run NFL concepts. So that is, that is kind of what they do. That that's part of their program. And Raiden's has a lot of experience playing in a system that's very similar to what the, the Titans are going to ask him to do. And I think that's a plus, I, you know, he does have limited pass blocking snaps uh, because of that. They were kind of a, you know, I think 60, 40 or maybe even 65, 35 run uh, based team, but um, you know, his numbers were very good. He only he allowed zero sacks and only one quarterback hit in his uh, last full season, which was in 2019. Of course, uh, North Dakota State only played the one game in, in 2020. And obviously, anytime you're picking an FCS player, there's some level of competition concerns. But that is really where one of those spots where the senior bowl, to me, makes a huge difference. And, and we'll talk about the senior bowl a lot because the Titans drafted a ton of senior bowl guys. And I think there's a reason for that. But in Raiden's case, he got to compete against guys that were going to end up getting drafted uh, at the Ed Rush, Ed Rush position, including Rashad Weaver, the Titans' eventual fourth-round pick, uh, guys from big programs, and he was named the Senior Bowl's uh, overall practice player of the week. So he stood out, shined above the rest of the offensive linemen, was the best offensive lineman there uh, in a lot of opinions. So I, I think that kind of, to me, eases some of those concerns because we saw him against guys that, that are going to be NFL players, and he, he more than held his own. He looked really good. Uh, so I, I think that helps with the, the competition concerns to me. Will he be more year one Jack Conklin or more year one Nate Davis? And year one Jack Conklin obviously went to the – got an all-pro vote, and – Obviously, Nate Davis had his struggles, but the potential could be seen and was there with a shortened off season because the NFLPA are very lazy. Do you think that where do you think he lands and what week do you think he starts? You know, I, I think it's probably somewhere in between those two. I, I you know, uh, I, if I had to pick one, I'd say closer to Nate Davis just because, I mean, Conklin was a, a top 10 pick. Um, and he was a top 10 pick for a reason. He'd played a ton of snaps at, at a high level. Um, he tested really well athletically, all that stuff. Uh, and then he also walked in and, and had almost no competition. I think it was Byron Bell he was competing against for, for that right tackle spot. So um, while Kendall Lamb isn't, you know, a super high bar to clear, he's better than, than Byron Bell was at, at that point in his career. So I think – my thought is that he's probably going to be something closer to the Nate Davis plan, especially with a shortened off season and possibly, possibly no rookie mini camp now, which, you know, I, I have, we've talked about it before. I won't hammer it here, but I have major problems with um, shortened off season. So, you know, at least competent competition in uh, lamb and we shouldn't leave out Tyson Brelo there too. Cause I think he's going to uh, get at least a shot. Um so I think he probably isn't the starter week one, but he comes along in by, you know, let's say week six. Uh, I, I think he's probably the starter. It'll be interesting to see when the Titans schedule comes out where the bye falls, because that's always kind of a, a good spot to make a change like that. Um, but if the, the Titans have an early to, to mid year bye, uh, I think that's probably the right spot for him to, to start getting into the lineup. 
Okay, like we'll end every episode. We're going to do a couple of stat predictions. How many sacks and how many pressures allowed will Dylan Raidens have? Um, so so we'll do less than. Uh, yeah, I'll no more than. No, no more than two sacks. Two sacks and pressures allowed. Uh, 15. Okay, got it written down. Well, that will do it for the Dylan Raidens tomorrow or this afternoon, you will actually get to hear us talk about Monty Rice, linebacker out of Georgia. And then we'll, of course, cover the rest of the week. My name's Zach Lyons. That is Mike Herner. You can follow him at Mike Merkels on Twitter. You can follow me at FWordsPod. This has been an offshoot of football and other F-words. This has been Dylan Radin's Draft Profile Podcast. Thank you for listening. See you next time. You've just been mini f Broadway Sports Media Production.